0: look into the gospel according to St Luke chapter 8 verse 15 Luke 8:15 But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth with bring forth fruit with patience It's a very natural thing for humans to have hopes, have dreams, goals. It's very natural. You'd worry about someone that was just listless in that way. And that can be, that can take place in a variety of ways. I mean, how long do people look for treasure maps? They still do, especially to do with the sea. And codes and keys and anything to do with maybe finding a treasure, but success. How many books are there on how to succeed? How to accomplish in just society in general and get through or in a specific direction, a specific goal? But spiritual spiritually, these words... Are a gold mine. An absolute gold mine for every one of us. It's spiritual. It's every benefit and blessing and grabbing a hold of what life is all about, the meaning of life here on earth, and then eternal life with God. Spiritual gold mine. We can never do better than words like what we just read. The Lord, of course, was, these are words at the time, the Lord was explaining to his disciples the parable of the sower and the seed. He had just given that parable, and he was explaining to them. And, of course, the seed that was sown everywhere, the seed is the word of God. Powerful. Everything's locked in it. The sower are all the sources God uses, beginning with you and me, beginning with mankind. And the seed was sown. We're used to gardening as man do it, or or farming or whatever. Expensive seed you wouldn't just throw everywhere. Carefully prepare it. But God spread the seed everywhere because he loves us. He spread the seed and just let it spread all over the world in every kind of situation, every kind of condition. When John began to open his uh, declaration, the epistle of the gospel, he mentioned that this is Jesus which lighteneth every man that cometh into the world, every man, woman, boy and girl. How does he do that? I don't know, but it's what he says. It sure goes along with the parable of the sower and the seed. It just went everywhere. And so then he went on to talk about the ground. The ground is the hearts of humans, individuals. Not one mass heart. Every individual heart is the kind of ground. So that's where the seed goes, straight towards the heart of man. And so some fell on the wayside. We, you and I would never just throw seed on the, on the road or on the gravel, but God just put it everywhere. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that just who, whoever would believe upon him, whoever would pick it up. We're leaving no one out selection no everyone whosoever will even on the roadside where it would even have no chance and sadly it seems that some can do that it'll hit come their way something a spark a light of the gospel and it seems they ignore it they don't seem to recognize what it is have no idea what the potential is and just on their way as if it was nothing I'm thankful that it surprises me because I don't want to be in that condition, but God is faithful to every heart, but that's the wayside. And so they, they were, it was just snatched up by the enemy. As soon as it hit, hardly hit, the enemy grabs it in whatever way he tries to do. That's his business. Stony ground would be on shallow ground. And so it springs up and, and for a quickly, and you wouldn't immediately maybe notice it different from shit, whether it was good, better ground or that ground, but, but then when every kind of weather, the weather of life, every kind of situation, the storms of life, come along, and then that shows how much weather the root can go down. And if it try, needs to go down, it's too shallow and it, it doesn't last. It doesn't survive. Not on the stony ground. Then there's the thorn, grounds of thorns. Well, that's the seed. The ground, it would probably do okay, except there's too many other things involved. Too many other things along with it. Too many other things surrounding it. Too many other things threatening it. And for it to be able to have free reign to really grow. And so the, the Lord calls them the cares of life. Love of riches. Those goals of man that just get in the way, I want to succeed so bad, but yet we just read the real spiritual words, the goldmine. If I had to succeed spiritually, well, then the thorns, those other things choke it out. Then there is the good ground. In verse eight, that's the, during the parable itself says, and other fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit And hundredfold, and when he said these things, he he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. These goldmine words. To hear what I am saying. You know, honest and good heart. That sounds good, doesn't it? Aren't you thankful you know good, honest people? You might work with them. I've known a number, a lot of good, honest people. And they wouldn't cheat me for anything. They wouldn't want to lie to me. And I can trust them in all that way. But you know, the most difficult person for anyone to be honest with is themselves. That's by far the most difficult person for any of us to be honest with is ourselves. And that's important, with that good ground. So, uh, you know, the Lord's talked about, well, it just plain happened. He was preaching the gospel, followers, and, and here come a rich, young ruler, a man that had it all together on success. It was all there. He was young. He was vibrant. He was bright. He was successful. He had authority already. And he was a good man. I think people he had integrity. People would have trusted him. Uh, And so he he came and said he was interested. Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I'm interested in this spiritual success. And so the Lord told him some of the some of the commandments. He said the ones he told him anyway. He said all these have I kept from my youth up. Wow. And so. But the Lord, remember, honest and good ground. The one that sprung up a hundredfold. It didn't just a little bit. It went and did what the gospel is supposed to do in life. And so now the Lord's digging. He said, one thing you lack. Oh, you can just feel how the Lord's heart just went out to this young man. And he, and he said, sell what you have, give it to the poor, come to follow me, come and follow me. It wouldn't have been any big deal to his disciples stand there and listen. That's what we did. We did it. It's well worth it. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Who knows what kind of position and what God wanted to do with that young man. But, remember the most difficult person to be honest with is ourself. And he had to search his heart now. Where are my priorities? Is it among the thorns? And so he bowed his head and went away sorrowfully. What a sad scene, you think of that. Can't you see just the disciples around there just going, Oh, no, 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 don't do that. But anyway, uh, I'm kind of wondering if he wasn't shocked at himself, the young man. Like, I didn't think I would do this. But sometimes that's that's honest and good heart. But you know, uh, good ground can be found anywhere. It can be found anywhere. It's uh. It's it's not a matter of what family we're born into. It's not a matter of what kind of talent we have. It doesn't matter about our position. It doesn't matter about our grades in school. A lot of things matter on that. This doesn't matter. Good ground is good ground. Wherever, you, wherever it can be found, it is good ground. Listen to this. In John 3, very familiar. John 3 1, through 3, 1 through 3. There was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now this is powerful. But wait a minute. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Everybody knows what Pharisees are. They're the epitome of hypocrisy. They're the epitome of self-righteousness. That's not good ground. For spiritual growth so uh so and here here this happened to be a pharisee well pharisees were the one that gave the lord the worst time in fact the lord even had to say things to him finally you are whited sepulchers you're just painted up pretty on the outside but you are full of dead men's bones no wonder they wanted to kill him no wonder they set out to kill him so But this is a Pharisee. Let me pause on that for a moment. And talk about the time the Lord talked about two men going to the temple to pray. Because it's so important to find good ground. And he said two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. One was a publican. They went to the temple to pray. Now how is this going to work out? We have a Pharisee that they have that kind of reputation. Everybody thinks they know at least what they all are. Then you have a publican that's known to be a crook. And everyone thinks they know, so they went to the temple to pray. Well, what's going to happen there? No chance. Unless an honest heart comes up. Things can happen then. But it doesn't look very hopeful. But you know what it did? The Pharisee, he had what you would call eye problem. I this and I that and I everything else. In fact, I am not even like this awful publican over there in the corner trying to pray. And so we're told his his uh, his seed didn't grow at all. But then the publican started to feel conviction. We thank God for conviction. It's the way the Lord draws. The way the Lord draws is sowing that seed out. But it takes an honest heart for, for conviction to do any, make any effect. You have to have some honesty for conviction to, to, to strike your heart. It did. And he began as he prayed, however he was praying, and realized, well, I'm a sinner. So he just smote on his breast a... God be merciful to me, a sinner. Can't brag about anything. I'm a sinner. Oh, good ground. We don't know where we'll find good ground, but God does. That's not our job. It's God's job. The Lord finds it and He's looking all the time in every corner, every place that we would say there can't be any there. God knows. That must be why he just spread that seed everywhere. I've got to find every good ground, every bit, every honest heart. The Lord said, that man went to his house justified. So here, back to to Nicodemus, it's ironic that Nicodemus had an honest enough heart that it just held him in there. And regardless of the questions asked, we said, how can this possibly be? And they talked about what is flesh, is flesh, what is spirit, is spirit. And, uh, so it, it's ironic that his heart held him there, regardless of the hard questions. He didn't get in a huff, didn't leave. He just stayed there. And even if he had to say, I don't understand, but he stayed there and he asked more questions. You know, an honest heart will hold us. An honest heart will always hold us. Just like it held Nicodemus right there with the Lord. I don't understand it all. I'm still trying to figure this out, but his honest heart held him right there. And so, and his honest heart had ended up, how many times have we heard this scripture quoted? How many times has the world heard it? How many generations? Has heard this. So his honesty coming to the Lord in this fashion that's written down for us has helped us all. It's helped the whole world. He would have any idea where his honest heart was going to take him first. But everyone else that ever read this, this passage and it, and it acts as a core verse to all many of the other verses that are referring to salvation and uh, old things pass away and all things become new. Thank God for people like him. I'll read, uh, in fact, this is what found out in, in John 3, 5 and through 8. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is, is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Remember, he's just hanging right in here. Tell me more. The wind bloweth whether it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and cannot tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth so in every one that is born of the Spirit. Good job, Nicodemus. I think we can thank him enough for just helping all of us out there to probe the Lord. And just as honest, he held him right there. Uh, there was, uh, the Lord told us about a, a story about a man whose earthly ground brought forth plenty. Huge bumper crop beyond what he could imagine. And so he had to figure out, what am I going to do with it? Those are fun plans. You know, I've just got, it's all just going to, what am I going to do? I'll uh, get my favorite drink and sit down and just figure this out. I know, I'm going to tear down my barns, I'm going to build bigger ones. I'm going to do it this way and that way. And I'm going to put all those goods in there and I'll save my soul. You've got goods for long times, many years, sit back, take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. But the Lord said in this parable, thou fool, for tonight thy soul shall be required. And then who shall these goods be? So he said, Thus is it as a one that has his treasure unto himself, has treasure unto himself, but is not rich toward God. Remember, you know he said, Where am I going to store my goods? God has goods, and he's looking for a place to store. That's that seed. It's not he doesn't look for like man with the places man would think of to try to store his goods. But God has goods and it's not as man would look for where to store, not in buildings, not in vaults. It's not in banks, but it's in an honest heart. Thank God for good and honest heart. Powerful words. The Lord in his ministry and people being called, he called uh, Philip. And Philip remembered a friend, and he ran, named Nathanael, and he ran and he found Nathanael. Here's his source, again, God uses every source, enlighteneth every man. And so he said, Nathaniel, we found, we found him, who, who the prophets have talked about, Jesus of Nazareth. Come and see, skeptical. Any good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. So he's on his way. He had some honesty to even bother with it. Remember that seed all over the wayside? He had some kind of honesty there to go, That's my friend. Okay, I'll go with you. And he come to the Lord. He didn't even get to the Lord. Remember, God is looking for good ground. God knows where good ground is. God wants to find it in us every one of us and he can it's possible and so he, he sees nathaniel and nathaniel i don't even know if they made eye contact yet and he said behold a man in whom is no guile he didn't see that i looking on the outside he looked straight into nathaniel's heart when nathaniel was coming to look at jesus jesus was looking straight into his heart and saying what do we have coming and nathaniel was shocked he said how do you know anything about me I saw you before, before Philip even called you. I saw you. I saw you there. You were under fig tree. And that's all it took. And the Lord, and Nathaniel just, uh, he just said, my Lord, oh my God, thou art the King, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. That's a response. That's good ground. The Lord, the Lord we can't get ground that's too good for the Lord. For too good for this. It, it's for, it, it can't be good enough. It's just, we can't get enough of it and bring it to the, just uh, bring to the Lord our heart. Want it to be that kind and it'll spring right up in, in the Lord. For the Lord to say, because I just said I saw you in a fig tree, you believe? He said, oh Nathaniel, you're going to see greater things than these. Aren't those great words to hear from the Lord? at that seat and said, you're going to see great things. We will. We will. Just an honest and good heart. He says, you're going to see, the future are going to see angels ascending and descending upon me. Well, in all probability, Nathaniel was actually turned out to be Bartholomew, one of the disciples. What all did they see? They certainly saw it all. With the Lord, Nathaniel, you're going to see greater things than these. Sometimes, you know, the enemy might tell a person that you're just stuck with whatever ground you happen to have. The devil's a liar. No, we're not stuck with whatever ground we just happen to have. Don't worry about it. If that was the case, why would the Lord even bother to bring it to our attention? Nothing you can do about it anyway. You're not stuck With some kind of bad ground. Why would he even bring it to our attention? Back to the prophets. Jeremiah said this: For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Jeremiah said that way before the time of Christ. Hosea said, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Bring up your, break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Those old words could be placed right alongside these words of Christ's parable. Thank God for possibilities of the gospel. The seed's been sown. It amazes, it's been sown, it still is. But it has been sown. Majority part is sown already. It amazes me that for so long through the ages, how Christmas and Easter have been so well established throughout the world. That's an amazement to me right there. Whether they understand it or not, remember, it's dealing with all this kind of ground. Christmas and Easter, but it requires good ground. That's the difference. And what an explosive combination. When that takes over, just like that that publican when he found the Lord. And so, yes, we still sow it. It's our job and duty as a child of God to do what we can to spread the good news of the gospel. But yet, on the most part, it's been sown. And the Lord is coming very soon at any time. But meanwhile, God is still looking. Until he comes, he's looking in the hearts, the good ground. You know, I I don't know uh, how much each one is interested in gardening. Some are really interested, some aren't interested at all. But God will help every one of us with our spiritual gardening. Our spiritual gardening, and yes, thank God, it's a great subject to bring the Lord to prayer. Bring the Lord and say, Lord, all right, here, just talk to the Lord about it. I want to be that good ground. What do I need to do? You know that rich young ruler said, what do I need to do? He said, Lord, your will be done. I'm listening. Like Nicodemus, I'm hanging right here. Some things right now in my life I don't understand, my honest heart is going to keep me right here. Right here before the Lord. Right here looking to you. Let your seed be there and let it grow. I want it to grow and not be hindered. And all oh, thank God he will help us in this. Thank God for his word. Thank God for the spiritual gold mine, the words that God gives us. And we can take them and bring them to him and have it work for us. God bless each and every one. We'll stand and sing song 483. You're invited to pray.